Okay, good afternoon, Alan Seymour, Future of Sport, episode 19, here on All in Sports Talk. Delighted to welcome um, a very new guest in lots of ways, and particularly in a new area for me, basketball. And I'm going to introduce uh, and talk with Rina, comes live from Geneva, uh, and he's, going to, he's the digital content manager for FIBA. And we're going to talk digital, we're going to talk basketball. So Rina, tell us first of all what your role is as the digital content manager at FIBA. Hi, Alan. So, yeah, my role is, uh, is, is pretty easy. So, I'm in charge of all the content that we are putting on our digital platform, which are uh, social media, but uh, the website and uh, the, the mobile app that we'll have in the future. And basically, I'm just making sure that, uh, you know, all the content that, that we are putting on our platform is as um, uh, enjoyable as possible for the fans. Basically, basically I'm, I'm trying to give the fans uh, what they want uh, and give them the, the best basketball content available uh, that we can offer them. Do you see, uh, Rena? I think that's a lovely, precise introduction for my audience. Digital content management, content creation, it's clearly out there now. Most of the people that I come across in the sport business world are always talking about the importance of digital, the importance, obviously, of content creation. Do you see your audience specifically? What are the demographics? What are the kind of audiences that you're appealing to with feedback? Uh, it, it's basically the younger audience. Uh, all the stats that we have, basically it's people between 18 and uh, 34, I would say. And um, unfortunately for now, we are working on it, but our audience is, is mainly uh, men. Um, it's something like 70% men, 30% uh, women, on, on, on digital at least. Uh, the good thing is that uh, thanks to digital, we are really uh, achieving to reach um, the younger audience, the, the one that, that, that really counts right now. Uh, I don't know if you have seen, there the, the are a few days or weeks ago, there have been some uh, numbers released about the consumption of the, the major TV, uh, American sports on TV. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at these numbers, I mean, even the NBA, the average uh, age of all these people is like 40 years old. So... Um, PGA, it's like 45, things like that. So thanks to digital, I think that's really the key to, to reach that uh, younger generation that uh, on TV, uh, it's more and more difficult right now to, to have people, and especially young people, sitting in front of TV and consume your, your content there. I mean, Rena, Rena, absolutely spot on, nailed it. I mean, lots of my shows over the time that I've been on air for the last nine months, I've always related it through the fan experience, and we've talked fandoms, we've talked about generations, we've talked about cultures. I think you have particularly there, in just a couple of things, if I can pick up on, that you've talked about. I mean, in my show today, we'll be talking about lots of other subject areas, but one of the key things that is being picked up is changing audiences and some sports need to wise up some sports definitely perhaps in some ways from their audience reactions or the potential for future audiences are maybe uh, not only in decline but are in trouble the need to recognize digital and the need to recognize emerging younger audiences for for participation for engagement for things around fandom are very important so i think 
what you've said here, particularly in a sport like basketball. What do you think are the key attractions? What what will your social media program, what will your platforms represent? What are some of the key things that you're trying to do with Digital Arena to attract and make sure you retain this younger audience? So, first of all, we are listening a lot uh, of uh, what the fans are, are saying what the fans want and what the fans are asking. And then we try to provide uh, uh, you know, the best way possible uh, the content that they want. Uh, one of the other key, uh, as I said, is, is really the video consumption. Uh, okay. You know, video is the key right now. That's, that's the content that uh, is pushed uh, the most by all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Uh, that, that's the content that, that, that allow you to have the best reach, uh, really. And um, for me, and more than video, the key right now, really, the, the, the big battle will be on the live video. Okay. Uh, if, if, if you look at the latest features that have been developed by, by the platform, you know, with Facebook Live, with uh, even Instagram Stories and Instagram Live, uh, that's really the key right now. People want video content and they want it right now. They don't want to wait the next morning, or, you know, uh, the, the, t- the, the TV show uh, uh, in, in the evening to, to, to see it. They, they want it and they want it right now. I mean, the balance, I agree with you totally. I mean, I, I'm... I'm uh, addicted to all things social media and you know i'm of a different generation not clearly but uh, I, I have no uh, uh, no worries or no problems in saying i'm of an older generation but very much connected with the younger audiences and new platforms etc in terms of uh, what this content will be either through video or definitely using some of the platforms that you've talked about do you see the fans themselves creating this content or do you see uh, the need or is there a divide between what the fan might want up there, what they publish or what perhaps, because there's always this debate of authenticity, so if you put a video on your platform of some of the major basketball stars you know the Michael Jordans, whoever is in vogue at the time and keep repeating and playing that or do you put some of your friends up there who are actually at a basketball game or are involved in some form of sports considerations and use their content how's the balance in all of this Rena? it's a it's a tough question Um, at least I can talk about our approach okay fine yeah what what we are doing is that uh, we are really keen to to allow the fans to create their own content and 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 we are looking a lot about what they are doing and see if we can share it. Our our philosophy is kind of that we want people to consume uh, content from FIBA events, uh, being that on our channel or on our channel, which okay. is uh, players uh, players accounts, uh, uh, teams accounts, or even media accounts. You know, if if uh, there was that uh, study that. Um, that's that because down saying that uh, uh, the average uh, sports fan on Facebook is following 12 accounts. Right. Uh, one account of an organization, hopefully it's us, but it could be the NBA, it could be, I don't know, uh, something else. Uh, five accounts are, are, are a team, and uh, six accounts are players' accounts. So if we want to put the, the content only on our channel and block it everywhere, we will never reach... Um, optimize the reach of our content correct and in end with, with the players with the teams with the media and that's what we're trying to do our idea is that we want people to consume our content and that being on our channel or every other content or every other channel sorry and right now you have a really good tool that allow you to do that like uh, you know the cross posting on Facebook yeah. uh, for example that, that's really the perfect things because at the end 
Uh, there are a lot of views on different touch points, but everything is uh, accumulated and uh, aggregated in one place. Rina, can I, can I, all fantastic points there. I think what you've said there is not just a lesson for your approach, what FIBA is doing, what you're doing and how you're moving it forward in a particular area, a demographic, younger audience and maybe the social media platforms and maybe relating it to, to basketball content creation, etc. But I think one of the questions I want to put to you is you came into this world you know, you're now content, um, digital content manager. What was the life before for, like for you, Rena? How did you progress? What was your kind of career path, career aspiration? How young are you into, into the role and how did you get involved? Because I think given what you've told me already, I think that would be quite a good uh, theme for us to put out there to, uh, to some of my audience, Rena. How did you get started? Yeah, okay, so it could be a, <laughs> a long discussion, but I will try to be as short and, okay. and uh, efficient as possible. But, uh, I mean, I've always been, first of all, a basketball fan. Right. And, um, and you know, for me, digital, uh, because I will talk a little bit about my previous role, but digital has always been a main part of what I was doing, even if my, let's say, missions at the time were not like, 100% digital because for me digital is, is a, should be a part of every uh, marketing mix or communication plan or you know business plan because it's not so, it's not like something that should be and that there should not be a digital strategy and a communication strategy and a marketing strategy there should be a, a strategy and, and digital is just a part of it so what I've done before uh, I used to work one of my first jobs was to, to be a uh, uh, clo uh, selling clothes in a hip hop shop in France. For okay. Example, or, or I was doing. Um, I was producing a radio show uh, called Bowling uh, on a, on the same thing, a French radio station, and we were doing podcasts for, you know, with guests from all around the world uh, in the industry of basketball, but really from completely different uh, backgrounds. Um, we had NBA players, but also we had the players playing uh, non-professionally, we had agents players, we had people organizing basketball events, we had people working in a, a marketing company promoting basketball, you know, a lot of different stuff. Uh, that personally helped me a lot to, to have a, a big uh, overview of the industry. Uh, and I also used that experience, you know, to promote uh, the show. And digital was our best asset at the time because we had no budget, but we had a lot of ideas and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, um, uh, we wanted to do a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Without any budget, so digital was the perfect world because at the time uh, we're talking about 2007, 2008. You know, social media was was really uh, uh, developing a lot. Uh, web was uh, website, and you know, the web consumption also on mobile was uh, really developing a lot. So, so we are we arrived at at a good time. And at the time, I was also doing uh, public relations and especially press relations in an agency. Uh, while doing my master's degree in communication uh, in Grenoble. So right. I used like all this experience with me and I had at one moment an opportunity to work for a basketball organization called the Basketball Networks where we're organizing a lot of events like, uh, you know, uh, travel to go to the NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles or uh, basketball events where the, the sponsor of the clubs will meet, uh, uh, let's say, VIPs and celebrities and play against them, like former players, uh, you know, singers, or this kind of this kind of stuff. 
But at the same time, developing all these things, I was always using uh, digital as a, as a way to, to promote what we are doing, recruiting new people, uh, also bring more awareness. Uh, and, and my last role before moving to FIBA was uh, in, the, in the world of the, the TV broadcast. And this one was really key uh, because it allowed me to, to really develop my skill in terms of uh, understanding how... How, how to create a, a TV documentaries, how people are consuming video, you know, how to create a story. Uh, and I was doing uh, sports documentaries for uh, a TV channel called Trey Sports. We were doing basketball, of course, but we were also doing rugby, uh, football, uh, mixed martial arts, uh, you know, boxing, a lot of sports. And the good thing is that when I started in, at FIBA in 2013, a few months after, uh, you know, it was really the... the the, the big, um, uh, let's say, um, uh, arriving of, of the importance of video on social media yeah. and, you know, having that, that experience working on TV during one year really helped me, more than one year actually. Uh, okay, guys, sorry about that. We just seemed temporarily there to have lost uh, Rena, but I've got him back now. So just kind of conclude when you were just before you came to FIBA 2013, I think, the importance of TV and video, etc. Talk us through that to conclude that segue. Yeah, so what I was saying uh, before the call uh, stopped uh, was that, uh, um, yeah, the importance of working on, on, on the video side of things, but uh, the TV side, you know, understanding, understanding uh, how to do the storytelling, how to edit video, how to catch the attention of the viewers uh, was really key uh, to, for, for, for the current uh, social media landscape because the video is more and more important and having all the, that, that background uh, really helped me to, to be uh, efficient in, uh, in my current role. I mean, Rena. I mean, we, we had a little pause there. It's actually given me more time to contemplate the flow of this interview. Fantastic. Really, really great advice on very, very uh, much a newer approach, if I can call it that, but a very effective and, and very demanding. But it's demanding in the sense from both sides that what you can deliver and what the audience want really do connect, and I think that's the most important thing. One thing that you mentioned, which I'm so encouraged to hear, is the importance, don't separate or have digital as a sand standalone. You don't have separate strategies. They all need to be linked, and I think digital, a little little bit like and a role that you fulfilled and I fulfilled over many, many years, the importance of PR, where it can hold everything together, and you can do everything through that, and I think this is where digital is triumphing now, and is so so important that it gives all of these new opportunities i want to now kind of move into some closure on many of the points that you've raised here rena if i may i'm going to ask you a very it's not a controversial question it's certainly not meant to be but it, it may be very direct basketball is a minority sport maybe basketball never has fully achieved its profile and its possibilities now this isn't apparent everywhere clearly in the u.s it's still very big and always has been and uh, maybe in parts of europe it's still but i'm looking at it maybe from a personal perspective or a uk perspective do you see a role there at fiba for you and through digital to really bring basketball forward as a sport as a viewing sport as a participatory sport what are your views on that rena if i can ask you that 
Yeah, I mean, definitely that, that, that's really your role as a governing body because our vision is uh, basketball is the most popular sport and everything that we are doing is to bring the community together and develop the, the, the sport, develop the stars, uh, develop the team. So we definitely have a role there. And, and, and contrary to, uh, let's say, uh, private entities like maybe the NBA or the EuroLeague where, let, let's face it, and, and they say they're... they're, they're they are a business. Their Absolutely. role is to make money. That's not our role. Our role is to develop the sports. So, and 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 we have we, we can back back that up with, with really numbers there because it's, I think you have a UK perspective there. It's true, but if you go in Argentina, in Lithuania, or in the Philippines, or even the USA, basketball is really close to be the number one sport. And in in, in this country, some of them, Philippines and Lithuania, I can tell you for sure that that's the number one sport. So, so it really depends where you are looking at. And you have some big countries and. That are the futures uh, like China where basketball is the number one sport for men uh, a lot of studies done by Nielsen Sports or you know other companies have showed that so so really and, and, and if you look at digital we definitely have a role and, and that's where we are positioned ourselves you know if you look at the numbers in terms of international sport federation uh, we are the second most followed behind FIFA which is football we they have a huge uh, Impact a huge audience. The uh, the the FIFA World Cup is, is really a big property. But right behind them, if you look at only the digital numbers, we are just right there. And then you have all the other sports. Um, so, so definitely, uh, the the role and and the work that we are doing there at at all scale, of course, uh, is participating to. Development of basketball, and more than that, if you look at the best known, I, I, I was talking before about the importance of, of the of the players, of the of the athletes, and if you look at the most followed athletes, of course you have guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, Conor McGregor, right there, but right be right in the same, uh, you know, in the, in the same level, you have the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant's, uh, you know, the Kevin Durant's, uh, that, that that have millions and millions of followers. So, so that shows you the the power that basketball could have. Rina, I mean, I'm going to pause here and I want my audience to take note to listen. The podcast world, the radio world, the conversational world, debating things as we're doing here, having a conversation. You've given the perfect response there. The difference between perception sometimes, and I've looked at it almost through Blinkered, I knew your response would be as positive and as effective as you've given and backed up with evidence. Fantastic. But I think that's also a, a thing that we all need to take on board, you know, depending where you're coming from, depending geographically, culturally and everything else. But what you've said to my audience, never be afraid to answer a question. Always have the detail with you. You've got perfect responses. They're perfect answers. And very importantly, I think, the way in which all sports can move forward. Always promote your assets. Always talk about the positives. And you're absolutely right. The numbers in Argentina, Lithuania, I know it's number one sport in lots of places and will emerge and always be the case. Also the importance of using your assets, as I suggest, and the profiles of athletes. And it's no coincidence and all credit to basketball uh, uh, and the way obviously that the, the relevant organizations and now your own FIBA is actually using that to promote all the benefits of the uh, of sport per se let me ask you a closing question if I may Rina and then we'll give some time at the end maybe just to do some shout outs for, for, for contact details with your experience over these last 
10 years in the roles that you've had and now at FIBA, do you think the basketball itself can give lessons to how to use digital in other sports and where do you see the future for digital, particularly in basketball, let's say, but maybe also in other sports? What are the trends going forward, do you think? Um, I think yeah, basketball can uh, can really give uh, at least some uh, best practices to, to the other sport. In also a sense, and, and let's face it, we are not alone there. The NBA is uh, is, is really big and, and they are really transcendent in a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, if you look at uh, something that I think you know really well, uh, Alan, uh, in the UK, I mean, football is really big, but good luck to find uh, football highlights on social media. And the NBA, they were one of the first leagues to really say, okay, uh, whatever, we'll put all our highlights there on YouTube, on all the platforms. Yeah. We want the fans to use them to create their own things. We will not limit anything. And, and look at the reach that they have and look at the TV deals that they have signed. That's incredible. So I think there is really something to, 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 because you won't be able to control everything that is on the web. That's a lost cause, you know, you will lost. Uh, there are too <laughs> many UGC content. Yeah. Uh, the fans are always better than you, so we, they will always find a way. So yeah. embrace it instead of stop it, stopping it. Um, that's really the thing. And, and sharing that with all your stakeholders, that's really key, I think. Um, you, you, you provide content, the fans will have it, but give also that content to the athletes. Give that content to the team, you know. Give them content to play with, uh, you know, to share, because they have audiences that maybe you will never reach yourself. Um, so, so I think that's really important. And, and, and the next trend, as I say, I think it's really the live video. Uh, everything that goes in, in the sense of kind of augmented reality, I think. And, and when I say augmented reality, I'm not talking about uh, really things of the future, super complicated. Even uh, the filter that you have on, uh, on Snapchat or Facebook, that's augmented reality. That's putting uh, new information of the thing that you, that you are seeing. So everything that is kind of allow you to personalize yourself, like uh, you know, having the, the, the colors of, of your team on, on, on your face thanks to uh, these kind of Instagram filters. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think, the future, you know, allowing the fans to, to be part of the event, even if they are not in the stadium or next to the event, you know, giving them the tools, thanks to digital, uh, to be there, to participate in the conversation without being there, physically. I'm yeah, Rena. I mean, we're going to have to stop now, but I mean, just as a summary closure here, those points you make at the end, so, so relevant, not just to our conversation and to basketball per se, but I think they're very relevant. Students coming in, embrace what you've got, share it, don't stop it. The fan is the most important thing. And, and I think that idea of things that will come on board using video, using content creation, great advice fantastic interview with you today Rena. really really appreciate it we'll keep in contact as I suggested in some briefing before we came live to air and I wish you every success at FIBA and always going forward and keep spreading the word out there that digital social media and connection with fans are key can you give my audience just some quick contact details before we close today's interview how they can contact you Rena? yeah sure I mean uh, you can find me on uh, I mean social media kind of everywhere I'm when there are there is a new platform that's stating so you can even find me if and if I'm not super active on uh, things like VK uh, you know like uh, everything WeChat uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram Snapchat LinkedIn uh, my handle on all these platforms is always the same it's uh, Rina Anthony so um, by uh, searching uh, Rina Anthony on all these platforms you, you will find me and you will be able to, to connect with me brilliant 
recommend everybody follow Rena Anthony. You'll find some great content. You'll find some great debate and lots of opportunities. Rena, thanks for today's interview. You take care, and we'll be in touch again very soon. Thanks a lot, Alan.